She's a modern-day Robinson Crusoe. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, My Island, by Stephanie Damas Portier, illustrated by Sang Sound Ratanavan, published by Princeton Architectural Press. My Island is a troubling tale about a girl who lives on an island with little human contact, and we as the readers get to see how she keeps herself entertained. How sad is this little girl's life? Let's just say she's pulling a Tom Hanks in Castaway and talking to inanimate objects. The story opens on a girl sitting on a whale with flying fish all around her. She tells us that the island she lives on is so remote it has no name. Does she think the whale is an island? Because if that's the case, she's in trouble. Or does she have a Jonah and the whale thing going on? Whatever it is, there's no island, so that's probably why there's no name. Well, this took a turn fast, pun intended. On the next page, she seems to be in a snow globe, but it's snowing outside of it, and there's a blue jay with a scarf on, sitting up in a tree on the outside, looking in. Is this some sort of a deep, artsy thought about how we are the entertainment and Mother Nature is really in control? Because I really don't care today. This is all too strange for me. She continues to describe the island, and we see half of her head with a tree growing out of it and birds flying away. Um, yeah. Take that one for what you will. I'm not even going to try. After the multitude of vague descriptors and innuendo, we dive into the girl's life, explaining... Quote, Sometimes my friends come to visit. We have lunch on plastic dishes. End quote. Is there that much plastic washing up onto the island? How is she getting a hold of all that? Sorry, that's beside the point. We can see in the picture that all the girl's friends are animals. Most likely stuffed animals at that. It's starting to be revealed that this girl lives a sad and lonely life. In all the pages so far, she's the only human in them. It makes me wonder, was her family a part of those Japanese fighters found in the 1970s on remote islands who thought they were still fighting World War II? Because that's about the only thing I can think of that would explain why she's so secluded. This story gets more and more depressing. She claims to have a house but it's just pieces of cloth strung up. It looks more like something you would see on the streets of D.C. We've got to be about two-thirds of the way through the book now, and still no other signs of human life. Yet, she claims she keeps busy. She's had so little contact with the outside world, I'm starting to think it's driven her crazy. The account takes another unexpected turn when she asks us, to come inside her house. This book just feels off. It's eerie. It's like we're being asked to come inside a mass murderer's mind or house. Either one or both. Who knows? Moving forward, only because I have to finish the review, 
she makes an odd request. Quote, You two are welcome on my island, if you know how to sing. End quote. I haven't even warmed up my voice yet. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't think she meant now, because the next few pages are a list of her demands that we must know, from sharing to ending on dreaming. Wow, I feel like that ended abruptly on a cliffhanger. What if she doesn't think we know how to do those various things? Let's quickly in this review, close this one, and get it the hell out of my house. That was one disturbing read. We went the entire book without seeing another human being. I think we all know the lesson to this one. Being able to entertain yourself alone is a good skill that we all should learn. But when you take it too far and become a recluse, that's where it can be damaging to your psyche. And in this case, the girl was so secluded, she clearly became insane. If you feel this happening to you, force yourself to get out. Pick up a hobby, go to a bar, or be one of those Santas who rings the bell outside of Walmart around Christmas time. Do something to force interaction. Honestly, I don't really know where Stephanie was trying to go with this one. None of it was all that positive. In fact, her writing felt standoffish. I guess I can give her credit for keeping it short. Who knows what we would have learned if she went into greater detail. Sang's pictures would seem like the reason to pick up this book, but they were so abstract they almost felt like they didn't match the words. They were also creepy in their own way. I mean, the last page was just random objects and animals' heads staring at us. The only reason to pick this book up is to give it to someone else to scare the hell out of them. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 1.3. I'm turning my nose up at it, having none of it, and maybe poking at it a little bit. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.